If your metro don't trust you, I'm gon' shut you Beautiful morning, you're the sun of my morning, babe Welcome, this is Nostalgia End of Year Review, uh, what do you want to call us, Dave? This is our chance to really put our stamp on it. Nostalgia Year in Review. Yeah. Or do we actually want to call this the Nostalgia of Nostalgia? No. No. That's worried. I'm spitballing here, Dave. We, we need, I'm an ideas man. I need I need energy. Come on, help me out here. <laughs> I, I think, year in I Review think, is good. Yeah, I think Year in Review fits. Nostalgia Year in Review, colon, TV. TV. Television. This is the golden age of television, that peak TV, people call this. Absolutely, peak AF. Yeah, there's a lot of really good TV this year. Now, just to preface, we are listing our favorite 10 shows right. of the year. This is part so, one of Year in Review, So by the shows way. that we watched, Dave and I are only human. We can't watch every good show out there, so... If you want to pay us to watch more TV, we are open to that. Yeah, while, while I hear Fleabag was fantastic, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I also Same. didn't get to watch the newest season of The American Jet, which... I'm a little disappointed because yeah. I hear it's fantastic. There's some um, overseas shows I didn't get to, like The Last Panthers and Gamora. And then there's shows that I'm interested in that I haven't started yet, like Call and Catch Fire. Preacher, You're the Worst. I haven't watched that yet. I know you You're the Worst it. is really good, but did not make my top ten list. Inconsistent so, this season. And just to cap off peak TV, when we say that, FX Research estimates that 451 scripted original programs will air on the U.S. in 2016. Hmm. An all-time high and an increase of 30 from last year. So it's a great time to be a writer if that's something you're thinking about because there's so many good shows that it's impossible to watch them all. So these are our 10 favorite ten shows. Favorite. We're going to start with the shows that we can kind of zoom through because if you've been listening to us all year, or if you haven't been, you're a new listener, you can go back and find our thoughts on most of these shows that are at the top of our list because we like talking about the shows that we really like. So why exactly. don't we start with probably the consensus number one this year, Atlanta. I mean, there's really not much, much more we can say that we haven't already said. Atlanta was pretty perfect. Really a, a very inventive show, and I think I described it as Seinfeldian in that mm-hmm. it had like a very loose plot, and it pretty much did whatever the fuck it wanted in between point A and point B. Yeah, to cap it off quick, because we talked about Atlanta ad nauseum already, Atlanta's basically the culmination of the half-hour episode of TV. It's the culmination of that comeback, finally, completing, because... Atlanta really expanded what you can do in the 30-minute, where, you know, before it was only thought that the hour-long drama right. that HBO pioneered was the only way you could have good TV. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta, and all other shows, which we'll get to, are showing that 30 minutes is plenty of time. But the great thing about Atlanta is that the plot was totally not important to the show. No, it's not it what made it good. Mm-hmm. And it was really, honestly, just kind of a, a dupe to get you to watch the show the first episode yeah absolutely and i i think probably what makes this show so great is it's not only inventive it's also funny meaningful it touches on some really important social topics and it's also i think we just said it's a a fun world to to be in for 30 minutes at a time so if you haven't watched atlanta we highly recommend it It was both of our number ones if you consider yourself a dama glover fan you gotta watch. Many it. people do for various reasons. He's done a lot of different stuff. He's continued a lot of different things. This is the best thing he's ever done in so, any medium. Thus far. Thus far. Okay. Better than anything he's done musically, I'd say. Uh, pretty oh, clearly. By far. And definitely better than uh, Community. Yeah, uh, Community was very good, though. Yeah, it's different, though. He was a supporting character, a right. goofy supporting character then. Uh, exactly. And, you know, he used to be a writer, but now this is like his genius really coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. And 
I've said this before on the show, but FX is the best network on TV. And right now, with Fargo not happening this year, this is the best show on FX. I totally agree with that. And FX, we, we said in the past episode, loaded network right now. Yep. But we're going to move on to another uh, a show from another loaded network. My number two, I don't think you had number two, but Game of Thrones. Mm. I mean, it's just a powerhouse at this point. Ranking Game of Thrones this year is weird as hell for me. Hmm. Because more. Game of Thrones season six was awesome. Loved it. It's a season of payoffs. Payoffs that a muddled season five, a slow season five, we had to bear with. And again, fans, most fans were fine with, but casual fans were like, season five is slow as shit. It's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. But we needed that kind of slow shit for the season six payoffs to actually work and have weight and hit. And they did. It was they crazy. did. Whether you want to look at like an individual episode, like the Battle of the Bastards, which I think is the most cinematic episode of TV of the year. It was eff- Effectively a movie. Some people are saying it's the best movie of the year. I think, like, mm-hmm. I think that's a weird thing to say still, but I see what they're saying. And also a show like, an episode like Winds of Winter, which is the finale of season six, which effectively is all these reveals paying off. Spoilers. Right. You learn who Jon Snow's parents are, something that was set up in the books back in 1996 when the first one came out. So these reveals and twists carried substantial weight Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day game of thrones is kind of the poster child of peak tv because shows have never had this incredible production budget like this before the show's a total powerhouse and is able to shoot for eight months out of the year on three different continents so where did it fall on your list i have it at number four Okay. But that's only because of the other shows I wanted to put ahead of it. And that's really no fault of Thrones. I think it's just because if I'm going to review Thrones solely on the one season, this is what we're doing. There's shows that I haven't watched the most recent season from this year, so they're not in my list. Mm-hmm. So for that regard, I'm only reviewing season six. Because season six is dependent on the payoff, uh, the setup from before, I, that's why I brought it down for some earlier season shows. Right. Again, doesn't really hold that much water because you're not going to watch season six without watching seasons mm-hmm. one through five, but that's why I have it lower. Yeah, I had a number two. I mean, nothing, even Atlanta, which was kind of a, a phenomenon in a way, nothing controls social media, controls, I guess maybe The Walking Dead is up there, but it, no other show. Walking Dead in terms of the weight. In terms of viewership and ratings. Right. And, and but the, in terms of like controlling the zeitgeist yeah. and still commanding critical acclaim. Right. That's really the difference of the two shows. And I, I actually, it's just a standard of excellence. I think that's the main thing with Grim of Thrones. It's just superb. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is that just because this is uh, a dish that has been yeah. good for a long yep. time doesn't make any less good. Just Absolutely. because other things are new. So why don't we move on? What did you have at number three on your list? I had Thrones oh, you at had, four. Right. Okay. So wait, what did you have at number two? The Night of. The Night of at number two. Yeah. I had that number seven on my list. Interesting. Wow. We talked a lot about The Night of. I'll say I had it lower on my list. I think, looking here, I tended to move towards comedies as a little bit higher. Maybe that just speaks more Very to Very tough my, to... Right. Personal list, tough to compare against genres. Exactly. I also think the ending of The Night of, while... That's why I have it so high. I thought it was a good ending. I think the the things with... I'm forgetting the female lawyer's name, but... just Chandra. Kind of like, yeah, Chandra's 
decisions, which didn't really seem to fit her character in a lot of ways. Sure. Looking back, I guess it, it, it's yeah, not as egregious. I, th- I think looking but, back is looking better on that decision, but everyone was not too happy with it when it happened. But honestly, putting it at seven it isn't a knock because I think this is a stacked list this yeah. year. Peak TV, uh, again. There's great right. shows that aren't on our lists because we didn't watch them or just because they didn't fit. Also, uh, Riz Ahmed I mean, and, and yeah. John Turturro are just phenomenal. Um, and Bill Camp doing great work. Yeah. Love him. I, that, that guy, you mean? Yeah, that, yeah that, <laughs> well, and also Paul Sparks, the other that guy. <laughs> exactly. Now, the, the reason I had the night of this high is because this is a show I watched week to week. Mm-hmm. You did too, and really kind of captivated everyone for the whole summer. Right. Whereas Stranger Things was a everyone that watched it then watched it really quick. They binged it. Mm-hmm. But Night Of was a week to week show, just like Atlanta, just like Thrones. And the transformation of Nas's character and the fact that the, the resolution at the end didn't really matter. That's really not what the show was ending on. I think that was really boundary-pushing, and I really liked that. Yeah, it was a great story, and I thought... Yeah, and, I, and again, I if you if you thought that Night of needed a season two, you should rewatch season one, because I don't think you got it. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. I, I do not want to see season two of the Night of. Great TV. What did you have at number three on your list? Robot. Robot. Mr. Robot. Wow. I it's mean, still damn good. I though. had it at number four, so I, I can't... Yeah. I can't really knock it too much. Again, like I said, basically Atlanta's my number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Robot, Night of, and Thrones. Put them in any order you want. Yep. I'm not going to be mad about it. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have Mr. Robot 3 ahead of Thrones. Mr. Robot had a beginning that wasn't as gripping as season one. Which, a little long and embellished. Yeah. The first couple episodes. But similar to the Night of, I think Mr. Robot is a show that to quote Mr. Uh, Sam Esmail. Fuck plot. Quote Sam Esmail, the creator and director. Fuck plot. (laughs) Mr. Robot pushes boundaries and it keeps doing it in season two. And that's just a show where you just have to get on for the ride Mm -hmm. for the auteur, Esmail, and just let him take you through this. And I think the back half of Mr. Robot is fantastic. Season two. It's actually really interesting because when I think about Mr. Robot, I think it has the potential to be comparable to Breaking Bad. But the thing is... it was so good season one, whereas Breaking Bad really didn't get picked up to like middle of season two. People Breaking like, Bad almost oh, got canceled after right. season one. It wasn't it successful was, or even that great. Netflix received. really revived its popularity, which yeah. is kind got of people amazing. to come back for seasons four, five, and six. But unlike that, people recognize Robot is so good, and people are already on this ride. I I think there's actually probably too much expectation for it in a way. It's well, probably not going to have the as high of payoffs as Breaking Bad. Had. Also, season one didn't really set up season two in a great spot. No, season one was so perfect, but following that up is very hard to do. Absolutely, and there's still so many questions. I, I mean, that that show has so much you can flesh out and, and work with. Rami Malek won the Emmy. I mean, he's fantastic. A, yeah, Rami's about rising him a lot. star. He'll be Freddie Mercury soon. Yeah, uh, and and Eshmael, he's starting to get a lot more work too. And I think, he's awesome. I think yeah, I think he's gonna have great a personality lot, uh, too. Big reach in Hollywood for the years to come, which I'm excited about. I had number three on my list was Stranger Things. Okay, so you went as that's my uh, number five. That's yeah. next for me. You went as Dustin from Stranger Things for Halloween. That so you, I did. You obviously ride hard for Stranger Things. We didn't talk a ton of on the pod because we didn't really watch it as it came out we, we had yeah. other things i watched we it way about. after you did so i mean i want to hear your opinion of it what what did you think yeah really liked it it's the clear 80s homage mm-hmm. that everyone talked about i mean there's various articles on like vulture and slate of all the 80s movies and tv references in stranger things a through z like you can go into that and be very impressed right but the duffer brothers they just took you back to that time mm-hmm. and 
it was super nostalgic. But when this came out in the summer, again, I didn't watch it when it came out, but I saw all the reaction, read everything, obviously, because I'm woke as fuck online. And <laughs> it was basically like E.T. came out again. That's what yeah, happened. It, it was, And pretty... everyone was so happy that E.T. came out again. Yeah, and I, I think what was probably the, the coolest thing about it was a lot of these shows, they have a really popular actor who draws draws you to sure. it. I mean, Winona Ryder, I wasn't like, wow, I have to watch this Winona Ryder Come TV back. show. Yeah, and when when you see her just kind of wilding out, uh, going she, for cheap cigarettes. She's, she yo, killed she, it. Yeah, she went all out and, and nailed it. And all those kids are like, Harbor is like, like perfectly oh, cast. Oh, I mean, My like, guy, Emile Hirsch from the newsroom. Mm-hmm. One of the best HBO shows of all time, and and seeing all all the the different groups finally come together at the, yeah. at the end is such a cool payoff. I mean, it, it was also scary at points too. While it was yes. really fun, it I was don't like scary, scary shit, and I I agree. <laughs> Brian, friend of the podcast, Brian Hines, one time came in when I was watching one of the episodes where you actually see the the, the Demogorgon world, and he was like, "What are you <laughs> watching?" And like, couldn't even sit and watch me. He he was pretty scared. So yeah, I mean, just a great out of nowhere show, which I think adds to it. Stranger well. Things is also really cool because that's one of the prime examples of the shorter season is mm-hmm. better example Absolutely. only eight episodes yep but also stranger things was probably the most bingeable show of the year because it came out on netflix of course mm-hmm. uh, the best netflix show of the year i think that's pretty obvious but that was like a moment in time show because everyone binged it in uh, within a week most people that were bingers did that mm-hmm. but it still dominated the rest of the summer it came out in late july right yeah so Really awesome. Season two is coming out. They've announced some other 80s vets like Sean Astin mm-hmm. coming, so I'm excited for that. We have the Duffer Brothers, the nostalgia, just hearing these kids make references to the original Star Wars trilogy that had just come out for them. Like, yeah. Just really, it was really cool. It, it was it was great. Very, very fun ride. I met someone recently who said they couldn't get into it after the first episode, and I was like, that makes me sad, because <laughs> this show is awesome. <laughs> I think this is where our, our lists start to differ a lot. So mm-hmm. what do you have on your next on your list? Silicon Valley, number yeah. six. Silicon Valley, it, it, that was my number 11 show, which if I had, we're not doing top 11, we're doing I top didn't watch 10. as many shows that came out this year as you did. Right. So um, you, you had more hard decisions to make than me. But Silicon Valley, we talked about it a little bit. We were talking more about Thrones at that time. Right. And again, I also didn't watch Veep this year, so that Veep was exempt. Mm-hmm. I really like Silicon Valley. The characters are really great. They've only grown, actually. Like, TJ Miller, especially, and Kamala Johnny and Martin Starr, their relationship has only gotten better as the show has progressed. But again, another shining example of what the half hour can be. Absolutely. Really smart humor. One of the shows that I'm going to be talking about in a second is Veep. Whereas Veep is just so consistently funny, and they throw out these one-liners that that's probably the funniest show on TV. With right? you. Probably the, the most well-written comedy, I would say. Like yeah. just the the jokes that are written into that are just so intricate and, and yeah, ama- it's just amazing. But I think Silicon Valley has some of the just the best moments. Like when yeah. I when I think about like like the, a, the horses having sex, show. which is sh- such like a, a little thing, but it's also so absurd. Like and like that the guy the CEO dude was this. Our CTO dude was just like having the normal conversation right. while he's watching <laughs> two horses freaking bone. <laughs> Which, I mean, such a little thing, but it's so funny. Yeah. And it, so it, I think it does that better than almost any comedy out there. So it really creates these moments where you're just yep. like, what, what was that? But it's so absurd and yeah. funny. I think this wasn't last season. The best moment is where all the, all the guys basically mathematically try and how to jerk off two dicks at the same time. Yeah, and like how <laughs> the efficiency behind it right. is one of the funniest and also like 
<laughs> intricate jokes they probably ever wrote. That moment is fantastic. Big fan. I had Veep at six. I'm skipping over number five for a second. I mean, while we're... Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, she's the class of comedy. This show... Getting better with age, yeah, apparently. The, the cast is so deep, and it's going to be interesting to see where Veep goes next. The season ends, spoiler alert, where she's actually leaving the White House. She loses the election. So it's really wide open at this point. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to follow her, if she gets back into politics, how it goes. I mean, obviously she's going to be at the center of it, but like in what role? I think the the funniest thing about Veep is that, again, total comedy, Mm -hmm. an excellent one at that. But Veep is the most realistic political show out there, way more realistic than House of Cards, (laughs) which I think think is super funny. Because House of Cards presents itself as a drama, obviously. And a very absurd drama. I I don't even want to talk about House of Cards on the best of... 2016 list. You know my House of Cards feelings. This season of House of Cards it was, is the it second was best season the show has had since the first. It was better, but it, it shouldn't even be close to the top ten list. What did you have after Silicon Valley? Seven is easy. Oh, I had easy on my list. It came in at number ten. Wait, I thought easy was fantastic. From Soderbergh, Steve Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Another eight episode series on Netflix that definitely does not get a lot of attention. It came out this fall. But Really cool because it's an it's an anthology show with loose connections throughout mm-hmm. the episodes. Some yep. are totally standalone too. Show about relationships, throw about love, rotating cast members, a lot of good actors in there, like yeah, Kiersey Clemens and Dave, Dave Franco. Franco. Zazie Beats, also yeah. in Atlanta. Really like that just I because from near the worst. Easy is just really good because each episode I think each episode ends with like, I got it. I got what that episode was trying to make me feel. And Mm -hmm. it did really well. Yeah. It's a really enjoyable show. That was actually the show I might have binged the fastest on this whole list. I think Because I spaced out Stranger Things to keep the ride going. But Easy, I kept, I I rolled through that. I like that show a lot. Yeah. And the thing with Easy, because it it looks at relationships a lot. And there's obviously moments where you feel kind of like, oh, shit. There, I think especially episode four, which is all in Spanish, it's a very... Oh, yeah. Uh, the heaviest scene it, is yeah, in that. Very intense episode. And, and yeah. also, I, I think I mentioned when it came out, it being all in Spanish kind of draws you in, makes you pay attention. Unless you can speak fluent Spanish, you're yeah. reading the subtitles. Yeah. And it, it, it was just a great experience. It was something I didn't look at my phone at all while I was watching. It says a lot in 2016. I like that when the show, by force of being a different language, forces you to put your phone down. Absolutely. I've been turning my phone off when I'm really into a show. Just so I don't have the inkling of like, oh, I can check that. No, right. I'm like, nope. Focus on the one thing. It's okay. I try to, I try to focus on, on self control. Okay. Don't, don't touch the phone, even though you want to. Don't do it. Right. I don't know. I probably should just turn it off. I'll charge it in the corners. Yeah. I'm not gonna get up to check my phone. <laughs> it's not next to me. I'll just watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about BoJack. Came in at number five for me. Yep. Haven't seen it. Uh, it's on the list. Yeah, BoJack Horseman. It's the best cartoon show by far i mean it's not really a cartoon it's, not, I mean, it's an animated drama what's I guess? it what's it competing with for best cartoon show family guy simpsons but those, those shows aren't going to be like really yeah. good like bojack horseman as the show the seasons have progressed has gotten heavier has oh it not, it's, it's right it's still funny but the the subject matter really right. focuses on depression mental health sexuality drug use it uses the cartoon almost as a vehicle to give it some levity because it's such a commentary i think on like people who are, are struggling lost dealing with their own inner demons and i i mean it just does a lot of cool things there's an entire episode where he didn't speak because he was underwater and he was trying to communicate something and then at the end he finds that he can and just like watching how, <laughs> how the whole episode goes through and he's trying to interact and can't and it was just so well done it's probably one of the best episodes of tv of the year so if you can watch 
Bojack. If you, I mean, you can obviously watch it on Netflix. <laughs> it's Netflix, right? Find the three time. seasons or four. So yeah, this is season three. There's twelve episodes in each season plus a Christmas special, like uh, Black Mirror. It, it was more Black Mirror than any Christmas special normally is. Ooh. So we'll, we'll be talking about Black Mirror in a second. The thing about Bojack was it was initially a show that when it came out, like when it debuted, and I was like, mm-hmm. Will Arnett like him? Yeah, good voice, funny guy. Amy also. Sedaris has uh, Aaron Paul. Uh, right, yeah, Eric Paul too. But I, my thing was like, I was like, like looks good. I'll check it out, but bottom of my list because I have other things I care about more. But once people really started telling me that how like good it is and why it was good, it's mm-hmm. frozen up the list of things I want to watch. Yeah, it's it's a really meaningful show, so I definitely recommend seeing that. What do you got coming in next on your list? Yeah, number eight, a show that it's funny because almost every show we've talked about so far mm-hmm. has been a summer or fall show right mm-hmm. Bojack came out in the summer right yeah Bojack came out I think in August oh July, July the yeah. end of July this year right so we haven't talked about any of the high profile shows from the beginning of the year and next year we'll definitely talk about The Young Pope which comes out in a few weeks about that Young Pope Jude Law Sex Pope <laughs> but Better Call Saul I believe it was a February March show season two mm-hmm. Vince Gilligan and Peter Gal. I feel like he's Vince Gilligan is a, a director that's lost a little bit of steam since Breaking Bad ended. It's so different than Breaking Bad, right? That if you liked Breaking Bad, you won't necessarily like right. Better Call Saul, and the connection that it has to Breaking Bad is like kind of tangential, so that it's not necessarily going to keep you in. That's a show that you have to be in love with the writing, the subtlety of the writing. You really have to be invested in the performances of obviously Bob Odenkirk as Jimmy McGill slash Saul. Jonathan Banks, who's got a lot of love for that role. Mike. Michael McKeon as Jimmy's dickhead brother. And Rhea Seahorn. That, again, that's a show that it's not going to be att- attention-grabbing for everyone. And in 2016, 2017, where you know, there's so much to compete with and there's not a lot of attention spans for everyone, it's not going to be grabbing you necessarily. So you have to kind of look like the salties of it. It's like a, I feel like it's like a writer's show. I'm not caught up on it. I think I've only seen season one, but it's something I'll probably eventually catch up with. Again, I don't really have any complaints. It's just you kind of have to just know what kind of show it is. It's not like Breaking Bad. Right. I want to talk about Black Mirror Season 3. I had that coming at number 8 on my list. I haven't seen Season 3 yet. Just the first two. Season 3, it was the first expanded season. It was on Netflix. Six episodes, right? Yeah, instead of three. The show only had seven total beforehand. Right. And this is like the... I mean, they had John Hammond one episode before, but this is the first season where they had like a ton of really big name actors. Bryce Dallas Howard is in it. Yep. The guy who plays... God, what's his name? Uh, From Game of Thrones. Tobias Menzies? Yeah, Tobias Menzies was in it. They, I mean, there's just a, a lot of really good actors. Kelly uh, M- McDonald, who yeah. was in uh, Peaky Blinders, was... Uh, That's another show I haven't watched episodes. yet. So there were some episodes that fell flat. Nosedive really... That's that I've seen that. That's the great. clear weakling. Yeah. But San Junipero is really good. Yep, San Junipero was really good. Again, Black Mirror, if you don't know, is also very much a, a complete anthology show about technology and its relationship with humans and society and things like that absolutely check that out that's a show right. where you could in theory jump around but i'd recommend just watching it in order yeah san june and was really good also shut up and dance is like the most black mirror episode ever and it's pretty intense with a crazy twist at the end it's just it's really well done tv and such a good uh, social commentary on technology you have to check out Black Mirror if you haven't seen it. Yep, definitely. I just want to finish on my list real quick, and I'll let you kind of go ahead, go ahead. finish up. Number nine, I had OJ Made in America, the documentary series from ESPN. Right. I know it's not the FX American Crime Story show. No, I, I just wanted to put that on the list because it was probably like a, one of the best weeks of TV watching for me. It has year. an Oscar nomination um, expectedly. It's like, it. 
I guess it could have gone in the movie section, but they released it over five days. I kind of count it as a short TV series. It was on TV. And, <laughs> I mean, it just, the way that it, it dissected so much of around the case, not only the case itself, but the social and political undertones that kind right. of drove the case to be the phenomena it was, just was beautifully captured. It's really long. I mean, it's a lot of OJ, but it's also really interesting. I would definitely recommend it. So Dave, why don't you finish it up and then we'll... Oh, wait, what was your 10? My 10th was easy. Oh, I, I've talked gotcha. about all my shows at this cool. point. Yeah, so again, I haven't watched as many shows as Pat this year, so I have less pickings to do. So 9, it's funny because I don't really want to put it here, but I have Westworld at 9. <laughs> you want to hear my thoughts on Westworld? SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. Yeah, two episodes ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a really good talk about the finale of Westworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't have Westworld on here because <laughs> I'm contradicting my Thrones critique where I'm looking at just a season. So Westworld season one, I've praised its pr- the promising nature of what the future holds by while still acknowledging how sloppy season one is. Therefore, getting a conscious have that on my list. So I'll throw... House of Cards Season 5. <laughs> oh my god, go back to Westworld, please. No, I, I think House of Cards Season 5 is better than Westworld. It probably, yeah, I think right? it probably is. I think yeah. it's the second best season of House of Cards. It's, it's really entertaining. Yeah, House of Cards is ridiculous. <laughs> Super Machiavellian. Yeah. That's why I like it. So I'll have that there. And then 10, Daredevil Season 2, hmm. which... Netflix, getting that shine. Yeah, what bro. Was it four shows? Stranger Things, Easy... House of Cards and Daredevil. Daredevil, wow. Yeah. Luke Cage is a you know not on the list, but I think Daredevil season two is a little better. John Berthal as the Punisher, freaking badass, great. <laughs> Elodie Young as Electra was also amazing, better than Punisher. She was fantastic, wow. and I think this show was just season two was better than season one in basically every way. Really liked it, and Marvel Netflix is doing great work, and I think Daredevil season two is the best of the four seasons we've seen so far. Well, that's, our, that's the end of our 10 favorite slash best TV shows of the year. Sorry, Mozart in the Jungle. I didn't watch you. <laughs> yeah, and Fleabag. I really want to get to Fleabag. We're going to be doing this for, again, movies and music. So we will be releasing the other two episodes later this week. In the meantime, tell your friends, this is our gift to you for being loyal listeners. We want to give you guys some extra nostalgia to get you through yeah. the awkward family interactions yeah. you're probably having at the holidays. Talking about all that good of 2016 and TV. Yeah. We have a lot to be thankful for, even though it's been a, a tough year for yeah, a lot. Of maybe people. not peak 2016, but culturally, we got lists. So if you have any, we have a uh, watch list for you. <laughs> if you have any, don't read no thoughts books. on our lists at Nostalgia Pod at Martin Swagger Ashney World Peace. Follow us iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. iTunes review is very helpful. Absolutely, pass us along. Right on your iPhone, very easy. Yeah, and happy New Year to you all. We'll yeah. see you in 2017. Stay woke.